Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio, Monday, June 27th, 2022. And if you'd like to contact the show tonight at any point or in the archives, if you're listening a year from now, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and find our website by visiting www.thesecretteachings.info into your search bar. And you'll find the Secret Teachings website with all of our past shows, all of our montages, all of my digital and physical books. If you'd like to buy those books or you get digital copies when you subscribe to our full show archive, it's all on the website. And if you support this show, we're with you five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Pacific until midnight Pacific here on Ground Zero Radio after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday. I know the weekend was overwhelming for a lot of people. For others, it was potentially violent. I can't imagine the kinds of uh, arguments and discussions and hopefully civil debates, but for a lot of people now, civil debates are thrown out the window. We argue, we fight, we scream, we throw each other, we throw things at each other, we try to hurt each other physically, mentally. Here in Arizona, I saw up in Phoenix, I'm down in Tucson, I saw up in Phoenix, there were people outside of the Capitol building, banging on the doors, cursing at the staff inside, throwing things, smashing the windows. I mean, it's an insurrection, but nobody wants to call it that because the insurrectionists in Phoenix over the weekend were protesting for a specific reason that is accepted by the status quo and the mainstream political narrative. So as long as they're protesting for that reason and the protest spills over into rioting and causing damage to public and government property and assaulting police officers or government officials or government uh, employees, that's all considered fine. That's all accepted because it's necessary for the revolution. And this is one of the things that has concerned me more and more over the last couple of years is that every conversation, just like the movie The Joker, you know, everybody just screams and yells at each other. Every conversation seems to deteriorate into what did you mean by that comment? What did you mean by that word? What is the implication? That's a microaggression. There's some hidden meaning behind what you believe. There's some hidden meaning behind what you think. People want to get into your mind. These are the thought police. They want to censor and censure free thought to prevent free speech. We always talk about free speech, free speech, but what is free speech? Free speech is the ability to speak without being censored, censured, or beaten or fined or put into jail. Free speech is the protection of popular and unpopular speech. Free speech means you get to say things that might be offensive to people. And in fact, that is more specifically what free speech protects, your right to say things that are considered offensive to people. That doesn't mean that you can call for violence and threaten people. There's a limit in a civil society. But free speech ultimately like a right to bear arms, is not a right to say whatever you want, whenever you want, and yell fire in a movie theater. 
Free speech, like a right to bear arms, is a right to your thoughts, your most intimate thoughts and opinions and perspectives on the world, which you are entitled to regardless of how truly, perhaps offensive they might be. You have a right to have those thoughts so long as you are not harming other people. You have a right to self-defense. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to carry a gun. The right to free speech is a right to free thought. A right to bear arms is a right to defend yourself, your family, your property, etc. So I see these people, specifically the people up there in, in Phoenix, and all over the country, there were threats of violence, and there are still threats of violence. There are clinics. Um, yes, for sure, there are clinics that provide abortions that have been attacked by people that are anti-abortion. A few cases. The mass majority of, of, of the places that have been firebombed uh, and the people that have been attacked have been places um, where they're, they're anti-abortion, religious centers. I can count at least two or three different stories I've read in the last week of people going into churches and protesting in churches while people are are there to 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 you know sing praises or to pray or to find solace. And 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 what does all of this get us? Does it get us anywhere? Does it get us anything? Does it does it make the world a better place? Does it make society a better place? I I don't think a lot of a lot of people understand, at least here in the States, I don't think a lot of people understand what exactly the rule of law is and what exactly it means to be a citizen. Like they don't know anything about civics. That's not necessarily their fault because I didn't know anything about civics. I took one civics class in high school. That was all that I had to take. And uh, we learned uh, virtually nothing. We learned more than some Congress women know, like Alexandria Cortez. She thinks there's three chambers of Congress and three chambers of, uh, of government. Uh, there's there's two houses of Congress and uh, there's three branches of government, but that doesn't stop these people from making these outrageous claims, being wrong and continuing to garner support from likewise, you know, people that are likewise, you know, uh, uninformed and, and know nothing of, of 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 the responsibility of citizens. I mean, I know I know that the idea of these types of thoughts is it's considered philosophical. It's considered a political science. It might be considered a little bit stale, but I mean, we're dealing in, in human minds and human lives. We're dealing in the conscious and the unconscious. We're dealing in those dark subconscious areas, the dark side of the moon. We're dealing in the psyche. We're dealing with things that if we don't understand them, you better believe that others who do understand them will utilize them, will exploit them to literally exercise control, be that through speech or self-defense or privacy or property or whatever the case might be. They will utilize your lack of understanding of those things. They will exploit your lack of understanding of those things in order to obtain that which they desire through greed and through other similar things, and that is the production that is the fruit of your labor both mental and physical this is probably the uh, the most classic thing that has plagued mankind since the beginning of time that is tyranny in all of its forms oppressive oppressive governments oppressive uh, institutions uh, th- these are things that no doubt 
from the earliest days of man, with the exception perhaps of certain cultures which still maintain hierarchy, whether they were patriarchal or matriarchal. Uh, tyranny is the oppression. It is the oppressive forces that wish to take the fruits of your labor, that wish to take your right to think freely and to therefore speak freely, and your right to defend yourself and your right to property and your right to privacy. You've probably heard this quote numerous times, one of my favorites. Thomas Jefferson said, quote, I have sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. And it is this tyranny which no longer has to become violently, physically hostile. And when it does become violently, physically hostile, its existence is denied. It's called a myth by representatives like uh, Adler from New York. It's called a myth. They say it doesn't exist. To simply deny the, co- the harm that you're causing rather than to try to justify it is a relatively new concept, a relatively new idea. It's beyond the memory hole of 1984. The, the idea that you can simply cause harm, inflict pain, inflict suffering, destroy things, smash things, break things, loot, riot, etc. in the name of, well, peaceful protest and free speech, right? I have a right to take your property. It's America, right? I have a right to take uh, the fruit of your labor. I'm a free person, right? I can do whatever I want. I can prevent you from speaking. Which, the funny thing is, free speech also prevents, and the protection thereof, and the right thereof, protects your right to not have to say certain things. Which means that I don't care personally what your opinion is on the subject of abortion, but you cannot be made to say that you support something that you do not support. I don't care what your opinion is, if you're pro, anti, or a circumstantialist like I am, the right to speak freely and the right to privacy and property are things that inherently allow us to be free creatures and live in a civil society. When you take away people's right to think, by projecting and demanding and even in some cases legislating that the individual has to speak a certain way, be that through political correctness or the mandating of certain types of language, and the taking away of an individual's privacy, which I know seems very ironic because what about the woman's privacy in cases of abortion? I just don't think that most people understand how representative constitutional Republican government is supposed to work. And that's why we always hear words like democracy, democracy, democracy. See, in the United States, our government is a constitutional republic. Power is held by the people through their democratically elected representatives who pledge to uphold the law of the land, right? That's how the system is supposed to work. The executive branch is the seat of the president. The judicial branch involves inferior courts and the Supreme Court of the United States. And Congress is a bicameral legislature consisting of a House of Representatives elected based on population size to provide equality to states based on the number of people that live there and a Senate comprised of two senators equally balancing out the size of states so that small states do not fall victim to the dictates of the large states. That's how the system is supposed to work. That is a more free and more balanced and more equal and more equitable circumstance. 
Now, due to the lack of basic civics knowledge and words like democracy, people are advocating for the overthrowing of our constitutional republic because they've realized that they can use the system to their own benefit. They can use the system to grant themselves the, the, the wealth or the political power, uh, the social and cultural uh, uh, currency that they desire. There's a really famous quote from a Scottish historian who was a professor at the University of Edinburgh, who I believe really summed up our current state of affairs quite, and unfortunately, uh, nicely. Uh, not nice in a, in a good way, but uh, unfortunate that it's true, but uh, in, a, in a nice way that makes it easy to understand. He said that a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves largesse from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates promising the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that a democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, always followed by dictatorship. He goes on to say that the average age of the world's greatest civilization has been about 200 years. These nations have progressed through the following sequence. From bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance. This is where you come in. From abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. The definition of a democracy is, as our good friend Jim Mars used to say, mob rule. Jim Mars used to tell me, he said, mob rule democracy. If 51% of the people say that 49% of the people have to do something or have to die, well, then you can say goodbye to the other 49% of the people. You know, members of Congress like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who represents the state of New York, she really demonstrates how dire the situation has become. She said about three, four years ago, this is a quote, if we work our butts off to make sure that we take back all three chambers of Congress, um, rather all three chambers of government, the presidency, the Senate, and the House, and she goes on from there, um, what one one might be very confused of, of 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 how a congresswoman who is a bartender suddenly can become a powerful congresswoman with those types of beliefs and misunderstandings about the very form of government that she is a part of and the very form of representative uh, democratic government that she was elected within. Uh, for anyone with even minor intelligence, such a statement is very confusing. It might even harm the brain. I mean, my brain malfunctions temporarily when I every time I read that. Uh, this is a, a representative of Congress, and she doesn't even know how many chambers of Congress there are, or rather, houses of Congress. There aren't chambers of Congress. There aren't three. There's two. There's a House of Representatives and a Senate. And neither one is a chamber. Those bodies comprise Congress as put forth in Article 1, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution. But see, they've convinced people that the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, these are racist documents. These are documents of sexism and bigotry. I mean, one of the most outrageous claims is to claim that the word man implies that it only means a man is created equal, not a woman. 
which is ironic that that argument is made because it implies that all men, therefore, are created equal, which would imply, therefore, that people with dark skin would also be created equal. They neglect to mention that in their nonsensical arguments. In the same way that the executive authority is invested in he, the president, he, but he, like the word man, is a general term that refers to mankind. And if you look the word up in a dictionary, it is a term that means whether man or he, mankind, it represents, quote, both sexes. Not only are there two chambers of Congress instead of... (laughs) instead of three chambers of Congress. Um, there are actually houses. And rather than there being three chambers of government, there's actually three branches, the executive, legislative, and judicial. Um, you know, instead of the presidency, the Senate, and the House, which Cortez said. Um, she also went three years later on to demean the U.S. Senate as being an undemocratic institution. Now, I'm getting somewhere with my arguments. I'm not just rambling on here. I promise you I'm getting to a, to a really important point. Cortez went on to call the U.S. Senate undemocratic. And she called for the president to use his pen, quote, to the fullest extent, end quote, to advance the agenda of democratic socialism. You can look these quotes up, folks. This is not my imagination. Now, considering that the Senate is comprised of two senators from each state for proportional representation of states small and large, it's really detestable to refer to this part of Congress as undemocratic, particularly because senators are elected through a democratic process. Her reasoning is, of course, they don't vote the way she wants them to vote, so they must be tyrants. They don't vote the way her constituents desire for them to vote, so they must be tyrants, exercising their authority over the minds of men. Now, such a statement is not only ignorant, such an idea is not only detestable and grotesque, but it implies a malice for even the limited democracy that we do have. Contrary to the idea that democracy is, a, is, is under threat, it is by people like this who don't understand how the Senate works, who don't understand how the House of Representatives work when they're in the House of Representatives. My God, I would love to run for Congress against this woman and, and debate her and, and just in an open, de- not even run for Congress. I'd love to just debate this woman in an open debate. Her colleague in the Senate, another Democratic Socialist named Bernie Sanders, you know, that Senate, which is undemocratic unless you are a member of the cult. Bernie Sanders said earlier this year in regards to abortion, and in regards to unpopular legislation, that congressional procedures should just be overturned. If there are not 60 votes in the Senate to pass this legislation, Bernie Sanders said, and there are not, we must end the filibuster and pass it with 50 votes. Now, a filibuster is an action of prolonged speech intended to obstruct the process of a legislative assembly, right? Agree or not, with whatever the filibuster you know, is to you, some people uh, apparently don't think uh, Congress is democratic, so maybe you think the filibuster is some evil, ty- tyrannical uh, thing. Agree or not with it, though, the reality is that the action is another check and balance against unwarranted authorities like Bernie Sanders demanding that Congress proceed based on his demands rather than the rule of law, rather than the the rules established prior to a congressional session, etc. 
In 2021, the same Democratic socialists and others now, I'm seeing this all over Facebook after the Supreme Court's ruling in Dobbs on Friday, Democrats introduced legislation to expand the number of Supreme Court justices from 9 to 13 and to use Democrat President Joseph Biden to fill those seats with Democrats. You know that you've really got some ignorant people and some tyrannical individuals when not only do they suggest we should expand the Supreme Court and we should, um, you know, we should expand the number of judges, but that they only want to expand them with their own people. It's not like, let's expand the Supreme Court to 13 judges. We'll include a few more Democrats and a few more Republicans. No, just expand it with more Democrats so we always have the vote that we desire. And the New York Times even expanded on this idea in an article calling it, quote, court packing. Court packing. Yes, that's what it is. That's precisely what Hitler did in Germany. He packed the courts. A commission appointed by President Joseph Biden to study the changes in federal judiciary policy or the possible changes suggested an 18-year term limit on justices and reducing their power also to strike down acts of Congress, which you know, they can, but then Congress can also enact their own legislation, which was what Bernie Sanders was saying he wanted to overturn congressional procedure to do in the first place. So when you have people that are saying, let's overturn congressional procedure, let's use the president's pen to dictate, and let's, now we have calls to abolish the Supreme Court if we cannot pass legislation to expand it in one direction in particular to always get the vote that we desire. What you have is a system of people that support those things without understanding what they support. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You have other people, like Bernie Sanders, who seems to know exactly what he's doing. And what he's doing with many others who support very similar viewpoints, beliefs, and ideologies is attempting to overthrow the United States government. They're doing it, however, in a very tongue-in-cheek colorful, lively way in which they promise you that they are going to protect you and your family from tyranny. It is the classic Faustian bargain, a deal made with the devil, the devil tempting Jesus on the mountain. I'll give you the whole world, but the world is already Jesus's. It's already Christ's. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. We're going to get into the real heart of this matter after break. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From ground zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. You are tuned into the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. When you have representatives of government, Congress, Senate, executive branch, judicial branch, whenever and, you know, wherever they may exist, claiming that in order to obtain justice and equality and equity and all of these other things, we have to get rid of of the current system in order to preserve it. It's the idea that you have to give up your freedom to preserve your freedom, like with the Patriot Act, right? When you have people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who doesn't know how many houses of Congress there are, who believes there's three chambers and also three chambers of government, when there's three branches of government, as she said in 2018, and she's a representative of the state of New York in one of the houses of Congress, really makes you worried, especially when her colleague in the Senate, Bernie Sanders, who she said the Senate was an undemocratic institution. She said, uh, you know, it's it's not democratic because they don't vote the way we want them to vote. Well, that's that sounds like Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler. That doesn't sound like a representative of a, of a, of a free and open society based on democratic principles. You know, it, it sounds like you want people to do what you want them to do or there's going to be a problem. Sounds like a threat. So her colleague Bernie Sanders in the Senate says we we can't we don't have the votes to pass abortion legislation to make it legal everywhere. So we'll just overturn the filibuster and congressional procedure. 
Bernie Sanders actually said that. Let's just overturn congressional procedure. Cortez not only doesn't know how many houses of Congress there are, chambers of government, she also wants to use the president's pen, in her own words, in order to expand the power of government and to expand and to write laws, even though the president has no authority to make laws. He can sign an executive order, which goes back to George Washington, and it's arguable the legality of such an order only to maintain the rule of law, but not to actually make laws himself. So if they want to overturn congressional procedure and they want to use the president's pen to dictate, and now we're hearing calls all through the weekend. Someone actually told me directly, we should abolish the Supreme Court, which again, Father forgive them, they know not what they do, abolish the Supreme Court, and if you can't, you can't get the Supreme Court expanded. It should be abolished, and we should we should allow. I, I can't believe it's being allowed. We should allow people to go to justices' homes and quote protest or riot or threaten in order to encourage them, encourage them to overturn their decisions. Which the Supreme Court's not going to overturn its decision. That's not how it works. There's no appeal process. It's the Supreme Court of the United States. So if you have people that want to overturn congressional procedure, they want to use the president's pen to dictate the rule of law, and they want to either pack the Supreme Court, which the New York Times said in 2021, or they would like to abolish it entirely, we're at the precipice of a very, very dangerous thing very, very dangerous potential revolution that will lead to the abolition of freedom of thought, self-defense, privacy, property, and the like. After all, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it, right? I feel that it's quite ironic that all the people that have chosen to protest, which is their right, absolutely, not to be violent, but to protest with the belief that what they are protesting is fascist and tyrannical, I find the irony to be overwhelming to the senses, considering that if you truly lived in a tyrannical state, if you truly lived in a fascist system, what would happen is, as we've seen historically through countless stories, books, etc., is that when you go try to break into government buildings and you try to harm federal or local or state employees or representatives of government, you get mowed down by a firing squad. That's what happens in North Korea. That's what happens in communist China. That's what happened in the Soviet Union. Didn't happen as much, but it did happen in Nazi Germany and occupied territories of the Reich. You get mowed down. You get your skull bashed in. You have your your intestines pulled out of your, your stomach and tied to a to a pole and forced you're forced to run around the pole until you disavow yourself that's a that's a thing the communists used to do in the soviet union so personally i i would like not to live in a system in which my right to protest is met with gestapo brown shirts is met with and i mean an actual right to protest not to riot is met with Bullets, not rubber bullets, live ammunition. I'd like to not live in that world personally. So I've 
dedicated part of my my radio career to bringing some perspective to these subjects. Over the weekend and through Friday evening, thousands of people took to the streets across the United States protesting the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, when you read articles about this, I mean, I've read everything from Axios to Yahoo News to the Associated Press, and I've read both conservative, Christian, non-Christian, uh, Democrat, left-wing, liberal. I've, I even watched a few minutes of CNN and Fox News. Like a couple, I couldn't stand either one for more than about sixty seconds, but I, I watched a few of them online, a few minutes of them online, just to see what was being said. And what I found is precisely what I told you on the last abortion show we did. What I found was that neither side is being honest about the Supreme Court's decision. Neither side is being honest about what so-called restrictive abortion bans that supposedly went into place in a lot of Republican states, what those abortion bans really are. According to Axios, the ruling effectively made abortion immediately illegal in 13 states and cast a shadow over the future of abortion rights across the nation. Driving the news was a crowd of pro-abortion protesters in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. It's about an hour and a half north of where I am here in Tucson. A group of pro-abortion protesters gathered outside the state capitol. You notice that Axios says they gathered outside the state capitol. They were protesters. The worst thing that Axios reports about these protesters is that, quote, some tried to enter the building. And in response, police used tear gas. What does that tell you? Peaceful protesters tried to enter the building to address their representatives of government, and the fascist police used tear gas to put down the insurrection. Of course, that's not at all what happened. This is more so what happened. This is a a video of what actually happened. It's not a peaceful protest that police decided to, you know, stop. It was a violent protest that was borderlining on a riot and insurrection where people were literally attempting to enter into a state government building and in their hysteria do God knows what. They certainly weren't going to be walking through the velvet ropes and taking pictures in uh, Doug Ducey's seat. Here they are attempting to smash the windows of the Capitol. Here is a woman kicking the door, chanting F. Doug Ducey. This is insane. And here's a woman with two middle fingers for her sign, just holding them to the window, screaming. I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. And in the name of the people of the state of Arizona, command all of the assembly at 1700 West Washington to immediately disperse. If you do not do so, you will be arrested. Section 133804. Prohibits remaining present at an unlawful assembly. 
it's not an unlawful assembly because I have a right to protest, right? Well, you don't have a right to try to smash in the windows and harm elected representatives and effectively overturn a Supreme Court decision by attacking local state government officials. That makes no sense. See, this just shows how absolutely ignorant, how absolutely dumb, and how uninformed the general public is. And of course, virtually all of these people had masks over their face. So much like the Antifa scum that flock to the streets every time they're instructed to leave their parents' basement, which is not a joke. A majority of those people are, are either mentally ill, on drugs, or literally live with their parents. They believe that they have a right to smash the windows of the Arizona State Capitol because of something the Supreme Court did thousands of miles away that doesn't even affect them in the state of Arizona. Now, I know that that statement sounds outrageous. What do you mean it doesn't affect them? Uh, abortion has been banned. Axios told me abortion was banned. It was banned in 13 states. Was it actually banned in 13 states? Ha have you read the Supreme Court's opinion in Dobbs? Have you read the Supreme Court's opinion in Roe? Have you read the Supreme Court's opinion in Casey? I've read Roe versus Wade. I've read Casey. And I've read about 40 to 50% of the majority opinion in Dobbs. It's 213 or so pages, so I haven't had time to read the entire book yet. It's not a, a simple, we overturn Roe versus Wade. You have no right to abortion. Ha, 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 ha. It's a 200-plus page opinion from a majority and a dissenting voice of judges on what their decision is. It's beyond more complex than a simple black and white declaration that you no longer have a right anymore. But that doesn't stop people from trying to break into state capitals, smashing windows, threatening government officials. In New Orleans, crowds gathered outside of a courthouse protesting the ruling as well. In Minnesota, same thing happened. D.C., Houston, thousands of people showed up in New York City with signs and banners. People in uh, Arkansas took uh, to the Fayetteville Town Square to call out the Supreme Court. Hundreds of people assembled in front of the Georgia State Capitol. People protested. Yes, the protests were legal. You can protest. And, of course, the big issue is, let's overturn the Supreme Court Let's pack the Supreme Court. If we can't do that, let's overturn it. And let's let's make sure that we get women out to vote in the midterm elections for Democrats. Now, I'm at a point now where I, you know, I, I've always told you I'm not a conservative because because I'm not. I'm not a conservative. I disagree with conservative a lot of conservative politics. My issue here now is a matter of self-preservation and through self-preservation. The implication that. The rule of law should be preserved because it is the rule of law that is instituted among man, the natural law, the common law, the republic, that preserves my right to free thought and free speech, private property, privacy rights, a right to self-defense, and a right to due process, etc. So the system must be preserved if those elements are going to be preserved. I'm not talking about corrupt elements of the system. I'm talking about the actual rule of law, which if it were enforced... All the people that are protesting violently would be in prison. 
if it were enforced, the, the, the guy who was attempting to assassinate one of the Supreme Court judges a few days ago uh, would be in prison. And, and, and I believe he is detained, but there's no media coverage. Nobody cares. The DOJ isn't going to prosecute this guy, or at least they're not going to do it openly. No one's going to, 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 to have a January 6th hearing on why people are attempting to assassinate judges of the Supreme Court. Because again, most people don't know how the system works. What's one of the most popular chants that we've heard in the last couple of weeks? Another, another one of those BLM, Antifa, March for Our Lies uh, 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 chants of what amount to uh, uh, Marxist ideology. Hey, hey, ho, ho, fascist scum has got to go. We heard that outside the Supreme Court after the leaked opinion for the case of Dobbs. Now, once the court has decided on Dobbs versus Jackson women's health, people are still chanting that, but they're going out to try to break open the doors and windows of the state capital of Arizona, probably one of the worst protests slash riots in the country thus far. Now, the opinion proposed... This is the opinion in Dobbs. I sat down and read as much of this thing as I could. The opinion of Dobbs proposed that Roe versus Wade, if you have actually read that as well, did not actually guarantee you an absolute right to abortion. Now, our intention here is not to take a political stance. My intention is to describe the lack of understanding as per how government functions. All these protests from activists surrounding the homes of Supreme Court judges. Groups like Ruth sent us, publishing the information of children for one of the justices and encouraging protesters to, quote, voice your anger. The mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot Beetlejuice, a.k.a., simply called this moment a few weeks ago when we heard that the Supreme Court might overturn Roe a moment to call to arms. 26-year-old man Nicholas Rose was then arrested by U.S. Marshals and local police after attempting to assassinate one of the court judges. It would be one thing if it was a lower court. This is a Supreme Court judge this man tried to assassinate. He arrived at the home of the justice with a gun, ammunition, a tactical knife, crowbar, nail punch, duct tape, screwdriver, hammer, and pepper spray. The only thing he was missing was a carpet installation tool. Now, so we're not... Confused here, Amendment 1 to the U.S. Constitution establishes, quote, a right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Peaceably. Not violently. Peaceably. Some have a really hard time distinguishing between assembling peaceably and rioting or assassination attempts. Even a peaceful demonstration, if intended to intimidate, influence, or terrorize members of a court, is still a serious crime. The White House was even encouraging these protests. 18 U.S. Code 1507, picketing or parading. To intimidate a judge, a juror, a witness, etc. in the discharge of their duty with pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in a building housing one of these individuals, uh, this is a serious crime. It's a threat to democracy. It's a threat to the rule of law. It's a threat to the republic. It's a threat to you. It's a threat to your family, your state. It's a threat to everything that is American. 
So on Friday, June 24th, 2022, the Supreme Court effectively overturned Roe versus Wade with Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health ruling. Although I'm not intending to make this political, President Joe Biden immediately said that, quote, Roe is on the ballot, end quote, in the upcoming midterm elections. Of course it is. That's the whole point. The hope was that as 2022 is poised to be the year of Republicans, Democrats would obtain enough support as a result of the potential ruling and the actual ruling to win power of both houses or all three chambers of Congress to pass abortion legislation, which they at the moment do not have the representatives to do. Now, Republicans did the same kind of thing, though. Republicans rushed to assure their base that abortion would be banned in their states. Now, such cheap political stunts by both sides undermines liberty and the rule of law for everybody. Republicans are doing things that are as crafty and shady and deceptive and as manipulative as the Democrats are doing. The Democrats are trying to use this to obtain votes and support from hysterical, emotionally individuals who are perpetually in a state of arrested development and some of which are actually mentally ill. And Republicans are trying to appease their extremist right-wing Christian base. How do I know this? Well, the, the majority opinion of the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade in 1973 stated that although some appellant and some amici argue, some of these arguments about abortion, that a woman's right is, quote, absolute and that she is entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time, in whatever way, and for whatever reason she alone chooses. With this, we do not agree. That's what the court said in Roe versus Wade. The court did not agree that a woman's right is absolute to abortion and that she should not have a right to terminate the pregnancy at whatever time, in whatever way, and for whatever reason she alone chooses. Subsequently, the case of Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania in 1992, Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey, affirmed that a state had the authority to restrict access to abortion so long as those limitations place no, quote, undue burdens, end quote, or, quote, substantial obstacles in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. So Roe versus Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania, both of them actually gave states a right to regulate abortion, and said and affirmed that a, a woman's right is not absolute to abortion. It certainly, therefore, is not a constitutionally protected right. In other words, Roe disagreed that a woman should have an absolute right to abortion whenever and in whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. While Casey affirmed states have an interest and right to regulate abortion to a certain extent, waiting periods, extra notice, informed consent, etc. Roe also affirmed the very same thing. Dobbs now confirms on the contrary of banning abortions, that states can now decide. And that abortions could still take place in those places with 15-week cutoffs because the 15-week marker is what the Supreme Court asked was asked to look at in the case of Dobbs. To look at whether or not the 15-week marker, if a baby was to be aborted after 15 weeks, if they could feel pain at that point and onward. Does anybody know that? Do you know that? Did your, I had to read the thing to figure it out. I didn't know that. I was as uninformed as you are. Your friends know that? Republican and Democrat? Does anybody know that? Does anybody actually read the opinion? 
I know they didn't because it's 200 plus pages, 200 plus pages of an opinion, 213 pages. If you pull it directly from the Supreme Court of the United States website, 230, uh, 13 pages, 213 pages that most people will never read, but will base their entire politically voting career on supporting those people that support abortion without ever actually having read the court's decision or what the state laws are. 14 years after the landmark decision of 1973, Norma McCorvey, or Jane Roe, actually admitted she was never raped and it only made up the story because she regretted the consensual sex that resulted in her pregnancy. Now, objectively analyzing abortion is of course, considered an oppositional stance by pro and anti groups alike that either refuse or neglect to acknowledge gross inconsistencies in their belief. Whether they're Democrats or Republicans, both sides do the same thing. In democratic strongholds like California, abortion is seen as an absolute right despite the procedure being illegal after fetal viability in most cases. The more conservative Oklahoma prepared to pass one of the strictest abortion bans prior to the 2020 decision in Dobbs, but there were still medical exemptions, rape exemptions, sexual violence exemptions, incest exemptions. So you see, people act like, Starbucks acts like, you can go to California, have an abortion, we don't like carbon dioxide, we're all for climate change legislation and, and shutting down society and infrastructure, but we get to keep running our business, and we'll pay for you to fly to places like California or drive to get an abortion when Abortions are actually pretty restricted in California, within reason. Now, they're obviously much more open than places like Oklahoma, but Republicans are not being honest about what legislation and restrictive uh, cases like the, the proposal in Oklahoma or Louisiana or other states actually do. They say, abortion is going to be banned, but you actually have exemptions for everything that the opposition is always you know, screaming about. What happens if there's an entopic pregnancy? What happens if I was raped? Well, you can still get an abortion in Louisiana. You can still get an, an abortion in Florida. I mean, states like Florida and states like here in Arizona establish 15-week abortion bans. Contrary to Republicans and Democrats passing off the legislation as a ban to score cheap political points with their base, the 15-week timetable is simply a cutoff for abortion, that means an individual has three and a half months or just over 100 days to have an abortion of a, for essentially any reason. For any reason. Even after that time's elapsed, exemptions still apply for medical reasons and those of sexual violence. So what, what the hell are these people talking about? What the hell are the Republicans talking about? We banned abortion. No, you didn't. You put restrictions on abortion, which is what Aroa originally gave you the right to do. Now you have a right under DOPS to pretty much do whatever you want to do. And rather than banning it outright, all you're doing is restricting it to a certain point to prevent Planned Parenthood from getting fully formed fetuses and to maintain some sense of God and morality in society. Yet you can still get an abortion up to 15 weeks, which is what Dobbs is based on. It's not an arbitrary. I mean, it is an arbitrary number, essentially, but it's arbitrarily based on the case of Dobbs that was just decided. 
and from Arkansas to Idaho, Missouri to North Dakota, medically necessary abortions are still legal. The Supreme Court of the United States called that we call fascist actually supports my argument. You know how they support my argument? Because I read their argument and then I formed my argument based on what they were arguing. Because I read the damn thing. When we come back from break, I'm going to get into Dobbs, what it actually says and what it actually means. Not what the Republicans tell you it means. Not what the Democrats tell you it means to score cheap political points and to, to get votes for the election. But what it actually means. What it actually represents. It's a lot weirder and a lot more different than what any media has told you. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The music, White Bat Audio. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. TheSecretTeachings.info has our archive. Please subscribe to it if you want to support this show. You get access to all the shows, the montages, my digital books, and you'll get access to the show earlier in the day and a private RSS feed. www.TheSecretTeachings.info TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash TheSecretTeachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. 
and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Wake up, America. Morning's over. Today is the end of the Republic. The end of a regime that acquiesces to disorder. This fierce machine which you have built upon which we stand will bring an end to the Senate. All remaining systems will bow and will remember this as the last day of the Republic. In order to really tackle terrorism, and this time domestically, you've got to attack and dismantle the command and control element of a terrorist group. And unfortunately, and I know this is painful to hear, that may mean people sitting in Congress right now, people in and around the former president. That's how you do this. The time has come. Execute Order 66. When they slaughtered Congress, we didn't wake up. I am the Senate. When they blamed terrorists and suspended the Constitution, we didn't wake up then either. The two most lethal elements of the domestic violence and extremist threat are racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and militia violent extremists. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocate for the superiority of the white race. Now I'm awake. Can the federal government take credit for saving us from a plot of its own creation? What it will not tell you is that there have been 20 foiled plots, and of them, three were interrupted by members of the public. The 17 that were interrupted by the feds were created by the feds. January 6th is now being used as a pretext to strip law-abiding Americans of their most basic civil liberties. You are our only hope. The America you know doesn't exist in our future. Bow and remember this as the last day of the Republic! I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings radio broadcast Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you so much for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening around the world or in the Secret Teachings archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're listening on a podcast player, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. We've had people calling for weeks now, months now, even years, to overturn congressional procedure, to utilize the president's pen, to dictate the law, and if the Supreme Court cannot be packed with specifically selected political representatives of a certain ideology, then it simply should be as we've heard in the news, we've seen in the media, and as someone told me last night, quote, abolished. All of this because the Supreme Court ruled in the case of Dobbs just this Friday that abortions would be turned over for decision on their legality to state legislatures where they belong. 
However, the Supreme Court also could have very easily banned abortions across the entire country considering that whole life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness concept. And although it is your body, there's a life inside of your body and you are responsible for that life in the same way that if that baby is born, you become responsible for the child. If that child is in your possession as a man or woman, as a parent, and you neglect them, you, you can't say it's my body, my choice. I didn't want to get out of bed to feed the kid. It doesn't work that way. So if the Supreme Court were really a fascist body of terrorists that want to harm innocent minorities and people, don't you think that maybe they would have just banned abortion and not said, we're going to turn it back over to states so that individual legislatures can decide which are, if you believe in democracy, comprised of representatives from different districts that are elected by the people. Did you know that the majority opinion in Roe versus Wade was that a woman's right to abortion is not absolute? Did you know that in the case of Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992, they said that states actually have the authority, the ability to restrict abortion so long as it doesn't place undue burdens or substantial obstacles in the path of women? who want to have an abortion of a, quote, non-viable fetus. In other words, Roe disagreed that a woman should have an absolute right to abortion whenever and in whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. While Casey affirmed states have an interest and right to regulate abortion to a certain extent, which would mean, you know, waiting periods and extra informed consent, extra notice, all those things. And now Dobbs is confirming, on the contrary of banning abortions, that states can... Actually, well, they can make it legal or not legal. They can decide. So a lot of states have placed 15-week cutoffs, right? Places like California, your right's not as absolute as you think because there's a lot of restrictions on abortion. In places like Oklahoma, Louisiana, with the laws they're preparing that are very strict, uh, they're not necessarily going to pass, but the ones that have passed uh, in states like Arizona and Florida, they're 15-week cutoffs, which, you know, contrary to what Republicans and Democrats say, are not bans. They're bans after 15 weeks, but even after 15 weeks, you can still get an abortion. That means an individual has three and a half months or just over 100 days to have an abortion for any reason. You were irresponsible. You lied about being raped like Norman McCorvey, who was, of course, the, the, the Jane Roe in Roe versus Wade. You lied about being raped. I mean, whatever the case is, you can still get one. Hand them out like candy. You got 15 weeks. That's plenty of time. And that number is perhaps arbitrary, but it's based on the Supreme Court case because we have a rule of law in this country. That's a long, long time to decide. Now, someone asked me a question this morning that I thought was, once again, representative of their inability to grasp the situation here. They said, well, what happens after 15 weeks if you have, have a medical issue? And I, and, I, and, and I had just got done telling the guy, <laughs> I just got done telling the guy, if you have, you know, let's say, some kind of, uh, you know, issue with the pregnancy, it threatens the, the life of the mother, then you can s- still get an abortion. And he said, well, what about if you have these conditions? And I said, but are those medical conditions? Yes. Well, then you can still have one. What is so hard to understand about this? I really sincerely do not see why everybody is so upset and angry, men and women, old and young, 
Democrat and Republican. What is the obsession, the fascination with this subject of abortion? It certainly is an important issue, but no one's being honest about it. The Supreme Court ruled in Dobbs that states get to make the decision now, right? And the Supreme Court that was called fascist for their ruling in Dobbs were the opposite of fascist because they turned over the issue to states where it belongs so that democratically elected representatives can make the decision based on the votes of the people. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, 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 I don't get it. How people can't grasp this concept. What happens if I was raped? Then you can still get one. But there's a 15-week ban. Yes, on any abortion, but after that, you can still get it for medical and rape. Like, I don't understand why people can't grasp that concept. It's very simple to understand. How do I know that? Because I've read the legislation. I read the Florida legislation. I read the I have a copy of the Arizona legislation right here in a folder. I don't want to bore you by reading complex legalese, but if you'd like to, I can send it to you and you can read it for yourself. It was all over Twitter last night. What happens if you have this kind of pregnancy or that kind of pregnancy or the baby's retarded or they're this? Or then you can have one. It's a medical condition. What the hell is wrong with these people? Can you honestly not comprehend and grasp that concept? Are you living in such a, a, a dualistic, like polarized, uh, 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 like I don't even have a word to express this. Normally I'm better with selecting words, but I just don't, I don't think I have a big enough lexicon to be able to describe this are, are you so one-dimensional that you can't grant it's it's worse than being dualistic You're, it's one-dimensional there is no other way that you can't grasp this concept the supreme court could have easily banned abortions across the country they didn't Vicious ad hominem name calling was then carried out by violent mobs demanding a ruling in their favor I guess the irony is that's true democracy, folks. 51% demand this is what's going to happen. 49% bow and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. But without having clearly ever read Roe, the leaked opinion in Dobbs, or the final opinion of Dobbs itself, the general public remains, both Democrat and Republican and Independent, oblivious to reality. So let me read you what... Chief Justice John Roberts wrote as a concurring judgment. You don't have to like John Roberts. I don't particularly like, uh, you know, conservatives or people that tend to lean conservative any more than I like people that tend to lean left. It's getting really, the left is getting really annoying, but, you know, what he says is contrary to what people are calling the court. So you should probably read what they said. It's like when people ask me, why do you have a copy of Mein Kampf? And I ask, why do you not have a copy of Mein Kampf? Don't you want to know what Hitler actually wrote? And I ask people, why do you have a copy of the Communist Manifesto? I mean, I have a copy of it too. Digital copy. I wouldn't want to have, have that thing, that piece of paper in my, my bookshelf, uh, convincing my other books to collectivize. But I have, um, I've read the damn thing, and it's a horrific uh, diatribe against human rights in the name of human rights. You just have to get past the pseudo-intellectual language of it. But I'd read it so I can see what, what, the, what the individuals who believe in that ideology believe. So let's actually read what John Roberts said in the, in the court case. Just came out Friday. People that immediately went to protest certainly didn't read it because it was 213 pages. 
Here's what he said. Ample evidence suggests that having these 15-week abortion bans, and maybe I should, I, I, instead of paraphrasing it, let me quote it directly. Ample evidence thus suggests that a 15-week ban provides sufficient time, absent rare circumstances, for a woman to decide for herself whether to terminate her pregnancy. Well, that sounds pretty misogynistic, doesn't it? 15 weeks provides sufficient time, absent rare circumstances, in which states have already allowed for you to have an abortion after those those 15 weeks, because these are rarer circumstances, then you can have the abortion, but it's plenty of time to allow a woman to decide, a woman for, decide for herself if she was going to terminate the pregnancy. That doesn't sound very fascist to me. Uh, here is what that conclusion is based on. Safe and effective abortions, moreover, are now readily available, particularly during those early stages. Given all this, it's no surprise that the vast majority of abortions happen in the first trimester. Presumably, most of the remainder would also take place earlier uh, or, or earlier if later abortions were not a legal option, which is precisely what we've already seen in places like Florida. If you look at the statistical evidence, the 15-week abortion ban in Florida affects 6% of the people that received abortions in the last year. 6%. Not a very large percentage. It doesn't take their rights away. It just means they can't hold on to the child until they're 25 weeks pregnant and then get an abortion. It means they have to get it before 15 weeks. Make a decision. Take responsibility. There's a reason that these, that these restrictions are in place so it isn't a free-for-all and so Planned Parenthood can't take 28-week fetuses and chop them up and sell them for profit, medical research, pharmaceutical research, and God knows what else, including the flavoring of Pepsi products, the uh, famous Cinemix uh, contract. Uh, where they were using aborted fetal tissue to flavor their Pepsi and uh, Pepsi drinks and their Pepsi uh, snack products. Despite this, though, most will never read any of the court's majority or minority dissenting opinions, for that matter, unless something is copy and pasted and put on some kind of infographic on Fox News or CNN. Most people will ignore the exemptions provided in the conservative states and promote the belief that liberal states make it easier than getting a haircut to obtain an abortion. People still choose and will continue to choose to hold on to Roe as a symbol of an absolute constitutional right to abortion, despite the original ruling in 1973, speaking against the arguments that the woman's right is, quote, absolute and that she is entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever, whatever time and whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. The court clearly stated that, quote, with this we do not agree. H have you read? I mean, you've had a lot of time, 1973, almost 20 years before I was born. And I've read it. You got plenty of time to read the damn thing. Go pull up a copy. Read 1973. I mean, read it. Read it. Go read it. And then maybe we, we, we can stop the, the violence and the threats and the attempted dismantling of uh, civil society. Or at least we could have a debate, a debate about it in a, in a civil society. Here's part of the opinion from Dobbs, which ironically reaffirmed the fact that Roe did not provide an absolute right to abortion. Did you know that? Did you know that the case that just was decided Friday actually affirms Roe in 1973? Is that confusing? It would be if you would think that an absolute right was given constitutionally in 1973. It wasn't. The court disagreed with that sentiment, but allowed for abortion anyway under other arguments. So, Dobbs actually reaffirmed that fact from Roe, and it's ironic to be opposed to Dobbs is almost to be opposed to Roe. I can't, I can't imagine what it's like if you've never thought about this to hear that 
statement come out of my mouth. Because when I hear it, I the programming immediately kicks in. That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. That's wrong. No, 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 no. Here's what Dobbs said. Uh, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to read this as fast and as simple as possible. I don't want to bore you with the complexities of it. But God forbid we should form our opinions based on facts and the rule of law and what people actually say and do as opposed to what we assume they do because they don't abide by our infantile demands, our screaming, kicking, throwing things, hitting, biting, scratching, and you know, rolling around on the floor. Here's what Dobbs said. Instead of seriously pressing the argument that the abortion right itself has deep roots, supporters of Roe and Casey contend that the abortion right is an integral part of a broader entrenched right. Roe termed this a right to privacy, and Casey described it as the freedom to make intimate and personal choices that are central to personal dignity and autonomy. Casey elaborated, At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. The court did not claim that this broadly framed right is absolute, and no such claim would be plausible. While individuals are certainly free to think and to say what they wish about existence, meaning the universe and the mystery of human life, they are not always free to act in accordance with those thoughts. License to act on the basis of such beliefs may correspond to one of the many understandings of liberty, but it is certainly not ordered liberty. Ordered liberty sets limits and defines the boundaries between competing interests. Very well written. That's from Dobbs. In other words, what it means is you have a right to think whatever you want, to essentially do whatever you want until you cross the boundary into beginning to affect other people. Perhaps the court is alluding to the fact that they actually have the authority to rule that abortion should be legal under the Constitution, contrary to providing an absolute right. This is not my opinion, okay? I am, I, if, if you have to define me as something, I am a strict Republican constitutionalist. Republican not in the sense of conservative. Republican as in a republic, which is comprised of democratically elected representatives who uphold the rule of law, and that is the law of the land, the Constitution that provides equal protection to all men that are created and born equal. The original wording used by Thomas Jefferson that was scratched because slave owners disagreed with it. So... Based on the rule of law, the court could have easily banned abortion. They didn't. License to act on the basis of these beliefs, any beliefs you have, it is your liberty. But there are, one, consequences for certain actions and certain things that you do, like calling for violence, trying to harm people, trying to overthrow the government because they didn't vote the way you wanted, or attacking churches, uh, attacking uh, state buildings. I mean, at least the people that went after Supreme Court judges understood where the decision was coming from. They didn't attack local representatives like a mob of heathens. No offense to heathens. But also, you can think and do those things, but within the confines of the rule of law and within a, a, a boundaried division between those things that are not only arguably right and wrong, moral and immoral, or amoral for that matter, but between competing interests of other people who are also pursuing their own happiness and their right to life and liberty, which, if we can define bacteria on Mars, as the rapper Tom McDonald said, as life, 
How is a fetus in the womb not life? Therefore, that fetus is entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What if I was raped? Then you still have a right to abortion in all the states. Show me a state that has banned abortion in cases of rape. Show me one. Now, the thing that really confuses a lot of people is that when the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence speaks in generalities, they speak, it speaks, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson writing the Declaration or it's one of my favorite uh, uh, historical figures, James Madison, who uh, was basically the father of the Constitution, or even George Mason, the basically the writer of the Bill of Rights, is that all men means all people. Men is mankind. And, and the Constitution, did, nothing had to be changed for women to vote. Women were voting in the early 1800s, late 1700s anyway, but it's a different time period. That's a different subject. Um, nothing had to be changed for women to, to vote. Nothing had to be changed for, for blacks to be free. You know, it's also another time to discuss the fact that there were almost 4,000 black folks that were free and owned slaves and plantations in the South and throughout various parts of the country uh, in those um, uh, 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 antebellum days, colonial to antebellum days. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if black people also owned slaves or if white people were also lynched along blacks for trying to create a more equal society because of racist bigots and, 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 and uh, uh, negrophobes, as they were called. I just I don't I don't understand what this whole hysteria is about. I think I really think part of it is because people don't read anymore. That's really what I think it's because people don't read and we don't care. We don't care about ordered liberty. We believe, as the old saying goes, I'm an American. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't do whatever you want. You cannot take your neighbor's property. You cannot rape somebody. You cannot threaten to kill somebody or threaten other people that they shouldn't say or do something, censure them, or they will be harmed. Threaten, intimidate, intimidate federal judges or state judges or any. You're intimidating judges and, and, and attempting to assassinate a judge, and nobody is investigating this or looking at this officially. Nobody cares about this because it's the right thing to do because we want them to vote the way we want them to vote. Let's pack the Supreme Court. If not, overturn it. Let's congressionally change the process of how the legislature works. Let's just use the president as a dictator. Which the irony in making those statements as the New York Times and Bernie Sanders and Cortez and others have said is that they're not even saying let's, let's make the president a dictator. They're saying let's use the president as a dictator. Huge difference. That makes him a puppet. But I guess he is a puppet. Did you see that card that Joe Biden was holding up? Walk into room. Sit down in capital Y-O-U-R, your chair. <laughs> Did you see that? Literally. Just walk into room. Sit down in your chair. Make statement. Leave room. Talk about a puppet. But you know what? I find it to be very, very sad and depressing. Though it is... It is a there is a positive thing here. It, it's sad and depressing that we we can't have these types of discussions. Like, you know, generally speaking in society that we have here on the secret teachings, it's it's unfortunate because only through having these discussions and open debate do we actually get anywhere. Do we hear other people's points of view? Like up until the last couple of years, like I I never thought or cared too much about abortion. My son's mom wanted to abort him. I told somebody that for the first time last night. My son's mom wanted to abort my son. 
I mean, what, what, think about the idea that what, what if something like I, I don't like the Christian argument because I find it to be stale, but it's like, what if Jesus was aborted? I mean, what, what, what if people with disabilities were aborted that we knew would have disabilities based on some perceived genetic marker, which is ultimately boiling down to a form of eugenics? But what about people that have made uh, beautiful music or great strides in science? People that have been um, physically or mentally impaired but still have these incredible abilities. Where would society be? I'm not saying that we should, we should raise a, a, a race of um, mentally defective people, but the whole idea of like let's allow for abortion because of mental defects, do, do you understand that that is racial, racial and cultural uh, genocide and racial and cultural um, eugenics? the idea that some elected or unelected representatives gets to decide who lives and who dies. <laughs> you understand it's eugenics, which is what Planned Parenthood originally was. It was a eugenics operation, birth control society, and Margaret Sanger called black people weeds that needed to be exterminated at Klan rallies. Talk about not, not canceling, you know, talk about canceling things. She should be canceled. NASA should be canceled. Disney should be canceled. The Supreme Court and Dobbs also address the very nature of why their decisions are not absolute, which is, again, the, the absolute opposite of fascism, because of, well, remember Plessy versus Ferguson, which was an abomination of uh, free and equal society and the rule of, of law, judicial equality. It says the court's history, this court's history shows, however, that stare deceases is not absolute. Their decisions are not absolute, and in Deed cannot be absolute. Otherwise, as the court today explains, many long since overruled cases such as Plessy versus Ferguson um, would not have been overturned. So, ironically, I mean, this is one of the least fascist, least racist, least bigoted things that the court could have done. And yet, most people will never read it. I'm not saying I agree with everything. But you should at least read it before you go out in public and try to break open the, the state, <laughs> the state capitol buildings in, a, in an actual insurrection in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. That, that doesn't matter though. That's okay because you're fighting for the, the perpetual revolution, class warfare, and the great class struggle of Mao Zedong. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this in the final segment www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com If you haven't subscribed to Clyde Lewis's archive on Aftermath, you've got to check it out. It's different than our archive, so if you haven't subscribed to our archive, you got to check it out too. Similar but different shows, endless information, and endless things to think about. www.thesecretteachings.info Stay with us. There's more after this. John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
if you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Build back and build back better. Build back and build back better. Comedy is subjective, Murray. Isn't that what they say? All of you, the system that knows so much, you decide what's right or wrong the same way that you decide what's funny or not. This is Where the clouds are far behind 
It's morning again. It's morning again. Wake up, America. Morning's over. Okay, I, I think I, I might understand that you did this to start a movement to become a, a symbol. Come on, the clown. Do I look like the kind of clown that could start a movement? I killed those guys because they were Send awful. Everybody the is awful these days. It's enough to make anyone crazy. Don't Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. It's time for the lies to finally end. False promises of renewal. Change? We'll get them over I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. The very famous case of Homer Plessy versus Ferguson in 1896 unjustly upheld the separate but equal doctrine of segregation as constitutional. The case was based on Plessy refusing to sit in a car for black people more than half a century before Rosa Parks in 1955 refused the same in regard to colored seating in the back of buses. Now, the legality of this action was called into question because of a Louisiana statute written, passed, and codified by the Democratic Party, which professed to, quote, promote the comfort of passengers, end quote, by segregating riders. Plessy versus Ferguson was an abortion, no pun intended, an abortion of equal rule of law and protection and due process for members of, of a civilized society. No doubt about it. Plessy was wrong. And people use that as an argument to suggest that because Plessy was decided as constitutional when it was truly unconstitutional, that the Supreme Court really doesn't matter. Supreme Court is irrelevant. should be packed to vote a certain way, or it should just be aborted. should destroy it. There's no purpose to it. The court determined in the most recent case that was decided Friday, case of Dobbs, that, quote, this court's history shows, however, that stare decisis is not absolute and indeed cannot be absolute. Their decisions are not absolute. Otherwise, as the court today explains, many long since overruled cases such as Plessy versus Ferguson, 1896, would never have been overruled and would still be the law. So think about this. If a Supreme Court were to be packed, theoretically, then they would always vote not on the rule of law, but on the rule of party line. I hope you understand there's a big difference. They would vote on the rule of party not on the rule of law. That would make the Supreme Court a truly fascist body that would be able, with, with the axe, to control the, the bound sticks and twigs that, that surround it. That is the fasci. So instead of the Supreme Court 
allowing every decision to always stand, not overturning uh, racist, bigoted, and illegal and unconstitutional decisions like Plessy, would actually confirm that the Supreme Court itself is actually a dictatorial fascist body. And the irony is that there are people who claim that natural rights, common law rights, freedom of speech, privacy, etc., due process, equal protection under the law, these are part of a living idea that changes over time. So if at some time in the future your speech offends somebody, we censor it. The irony is the Supreme Court's basically acknowledging that it's not the Constitution, but it's the court's interpretation and it's the court's decision in certain cases that can be, and in cases of Plessy, should be, based on the rule of law, overturned because they were an abortion of the rule of law and equality and judicial equality from the the time that they were decided. So if you didn't have a Supreme Court that changed its mind, because obviously different judges over time, if you didn't have a Supreme Court that overruled past decisions, which courts do every single day, then let's say the court makes this decision in Dobbs in 1973, there would never be an attempt or a change, there couldn't be an attempt or a change, to alter that decision, which would mean that states would perpetually have had the right to determine the legality of abortion. In other words, if Dobbs had taken place in 1973 and we had just just started hearing about uh, this Roe case in 2021, 2022, 2022, then if a court was unable to overturn previous decisions, the, 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 the quote-unquote right to abortion would have never been a right to abortion in the first place. Nothing that the court ever decided would ever or could ever be overturned. I hope you understand the significance of that. And so suggesting to pack the court ensures that the court becomes corrupt and that the rule of law is exchanged as a form of, of guideline and guidepost for judgment for the rule of party. Now, I say party with a capital P because this is a party and what effectively is and becomes a politburo, which is a very small number of people getting to decide what the rule of law is, not based on the rule of law, but based on their whim. In other words, a Politburo is a policymaking committee of a communist party. A Politburo gets to decide policy, not based on the rule of law, but based on the decisions of the party, which are ever-changing. The Supreme Court is not a fascist body. The Supreme Court is one of the least fascist institutions in the world. But trying to explain that to somebody, as I've tried to explain the last couple of days, is met with, is met with disdain. It's met with, um, you know, these ideas that somebody told me I, I drank the fascist Kool-Aid for suggesting that the Supreme Court is you know, uh, a body of representatives that are just part of a, a form of representative government. Which again, if, if you don't like the Supreme Court, 
why would you want to pack it? This is just mob rule. This is raw, unfiltered, aggressive, demanding, tyrannical democracy with no system of checks and balances and certainly no form of representative government because, well, if California has a bigger population than another state, California should be able to decide how that other state lives. People think it's unjust. Why does Arizona have two senators and California only has two senators? Well, California also has more representatives in the House than Arizona does. It's just these little things that we're not taught in civics, we're not taught in school, and if we are, it's one day and we pass on. I mean, I'm of, I'm of the belief, and perhaps something to this effect does exist in some capacity, I'm of the belief that if, if you want to vote in an election, you need to take a citizenship test first. You need to be able to demonstrate you know how an election works, you know how the process of representative government works, you know, how, you know, you know about civics, your responsibility and duties as a citizen. You know, otherwise, voting doesn't matter at all. And restricting, let's say, black people to vote is, is done in a different way today. Restricting black people or women or anybody else from voting, it's done today by undermining the vote of those same people, by allowing people who are not members of the community to vote. And, you know, James Madison, the, the father of the Constitution, he said that the, because, I mean, one of the, one of the uh, original cases uh, uh, of the Supreme Court, early 1800s, uh, involved James Madison, he, he believed in something that was, was kind of like a, a judiciary oversight. He said that the members of the judiciary department are to retain their offices by the term, uh, by the ter- uh, firm tenure of a good, of good behavior. So that's the, the court justices have tenure. They're, they're, they're there, they're appointed, they're approved by the Senate for, for life because that, at least in theory, would prevent corruption. Because if they're, they're not vying for uh, office, they're not campaigning for office, they can focus on the, the, the issue at hand. So it was argued that to put term limits on such offices of the court would, be sub, would basically subject the court to, um, you know, to uh, protections from political campaigning, which would undermine the processes of, of their duties. Madison also believed that it would uh, be best to simply, quote, prevent the passage of a law than to declare it void after it passed. This is why he said that the, the, the judicial powers and the legislative powers should be, as all other forms of government, limited and slowed so that the legislative body could not pass any law as quickly as possible so it would, yes, prevent good laws from being passed, but more importantly, it would prevent bad laws from being passed. And that's, that's, that's the real, real issue here, bad laws from being passed. So in the case of Dobbs, the court has acknowledged that 15-week bans provide sufficient time, absent rare circumstances, for a woman to decide for herself whether to terminate her pregnancy. This is a logical conclusion based on the case that was brought before the Supreme Court. This is not fascism. This is the opposite of fascism. The court declared that their decisions are not absolute, however, because, as in the case of Plessy, back in 1896, which was an abomination of judicial equality, it would have never have been overruled if the court's decisions were always binding. So people want Roe to be binding, but 
that would mean there are plenty of other decisions that, you know, maybe you disagree with, like the Supreme Court's recent decision in the case of a New York gun law. The Supreme Court has now made it easier to carry handguns in public in the case of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, which I did a show on last year, and I told you it was coming and coming and coming and coming and coming, and I told you it was coming soon. I didn't think it would be this soon, but it occurred within the same uh, 72-hour period as the decision in Dobbs was handed down. So you, you, don't, you like certain decisions, you don't like certain decisions, but the decisions that you like or the decisions that you don't like based on this new argument is that they should never be overturned. The court's, the court's rule is the rule. Roe was a right, and they've taken this right away, and they don't have a right to take that right away, despite Roe actually not guaranteeing you a right and saying that your right is not absolute. Roe was basically putting, was putting restrictions on states from being able to prevent abortion outright and making states have an acceptance of abortion, but then allowing them to regulate it to a certain extent. And, and Casey in 92 did the exact same thing. So what, what happens with Dobbs is that the states now get to decide. The courts could have easily ruled that this was unconstitutional for any state to provide abortion, but they didn't because they're not a fascist body. And they say that their, their original, you know, some of these original decisions uh, or past decisions are not absolute just like Roe, and that they can be overturned. But if you don't want Roe to be overturned because you believe that it should be absolute, then what you're saying is the new case of Dobbs, because it was ruled, should never be overturned. In 50 years, Dobbs might be overturned. We don't know. If you pack the court with liberal justices that vote the way you want, it probably will be, to the detriment of the republic, to the detriment of the judicial branch. And to the promotion of racist and bigoted decisions like Plessy versus Ferguson. Isn't that ironic? It's also ironic that the people that are clamoring about abortion are also, you know, pro-BLM, they're pro-minority or whatever the hell they, they claim to be, ultimately pro-racist by judging everything based on color of skin and stereotyping, pro or anti or negative or positive, whatever way you define it, describe it, uh, lay it out before you. Um. 40% of abortions in this country are black babies. And those 40, that's a lot of abortions, 40%. And 40% of those abortions are coming from a population of black women who are not all at the same time pregnant, who represent about 7% of the population. So, I mean, we could estimate between, I don't know, a, a, a few percent under 7%, a few percent even if we said 7%, 7% of the population is responsible for 40% of all abortions. That's a lot of abortions. Probably because Margaret Sanger called black people weeds and said she wanted to use black uh, pastors and preachers to convince black people to, well, sterilize themselves and, and have abortions and then, you know, be eradicated as, quote, weeds in her opinion as a eugenicist who founded Planned Parenthood, which was originally called the birth control society. Now, since abortion cutoffs in some states are not outright bans, one could determine that abortion practitioners are more upset that they're not able to acquire more fully formed fetuses for experimentation, sale, sacrifice even. I don't know what they're doing with them. Uh, basically, in essence, becoming angry that the divinity of a female 
will not simply be reduced to that of a breeding machine. More irony. Overall, encouraging promiscuity and abortion is depraved, and those supporting such an ideology are also proponents of encouraging gender dysphoria, puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and sexual reassignment surgery to the very, very, very young without even the slightest parental notification or consent. And in both cases, the potential for new life is extinguished, and eugenicists see their vision manifest in the name of women's right and black empowerment. As I said, the Constitution is the law of the land and does not provide any protections for abortion. In fact, some may argue that it actually provides a restriction on abortion, considering that it does does guarantee life and liberty, but only if we can narrow down what a person is and when they come into life. Fertilization, conception, a heartbeat after 10 weeks, or fetal viability by a standard definition of 24 weeks when the baby can survive outside the womb. Therefore, since the protection of life and liberty is not granted federally to, to this new life, Since definitions can be difficult to objectively find, the issue rests where it should, in the hands of voters and legislatures in the individual states. Otherwise, to argue against the rule of law, to secure some phantom right to abortion in all circumstances, is to argue against far more fundamental foundational rights. To pack the court is to force the court to rule along party lines rather than the rule of law. It is to create a Politburo of individual policymakers who get to decide what the rule of law is at a whim, based on what the party wants, what the party demands. That's dangerous. Look up what a Politburo is. That's what, that's what they want with a packed Supreme Court. That's what they want with abolishing the Supreme Court. That's what they want with overturning congressional procedure. That's what they want with using the president's pen as a means to make laws, which it cannot do because the president does not have the authority to make laws. That is what the legislature does. This means that for anybody to claim that they want to pack the Supreme Court or overturn, uh, you know, the Supreme Court or the rule of law, they are arguing against fundamental foundational human rights, and natural rights. They are arguing in favor of a body that gets to dictate to the public based on mob violence, mob demand, mob rule, in essence, raw democracy, 51% over 49%. What the rule of law is, what you can say, what you can't say, what you must say, and how you should live your life. That is a very, very dangerous idea. How you should live your life, that would mean what you can and can't eat and what you must eat, what you can and cannot buy and what you must buy, where you can and cannot go and where you cannot go, where you must go, where where you have to go. It eliminates your right to privacy, contrary to popular belief. It invalidates your right to freedom of speech, freedom of, of, of press, the ability to defend yourself, Due process of law, equal protection under the law. I mean, we are striving for a, quote, more perfect union, end quote. Nobody said the system was perfect. It's certainly filled with corruption and orgies and cocaine and all sorts of other things at the highest levels of government. But that's not the government. That's the the corrupt people utilizing the government to their own benefit. 
I, I think that people have a hard time understanding that. Somebody told me the other day, anti-fascism means that somebody's anti-fascist. Don't you understand definitions, Ryan? And I said, oh, I understand anti-fascist means you're against fascism, but if you're, you, you can use that label and that term, but if you're using fascist tactics to coerce, to control, to terrorize, to harass, to act out in violence, to demand political representation based on your demands, not on the representation of the people that vote for representatives in a, in a, in a, uh, a civil representative form of Republican government. When you're doing those things, you're using fascist tactics. So just because you call yourself anti-fascist doesn't mean that you're anti-fascist. Just because somebody in government does something wrong, just because somebody in government sells out themselves, the, the people, whatever, doesn't mean that the system that their, their authority is granted through is corrupt. It means they're corrupt. See, this is, this is that whole idea again of somebody dies because of a gunshot and it must have been the gun's fault. It's not the intention. It's not the intention of the user. It's not the intention of the principles of, of how elected representative government work. It must be the elected representative government structure. It must be the republic. The republic is the reason people are poor. The republic is the reason people don't have the things that they desire and that they demand with their, their unending self-entitlement. It must be the gun that killed somebody, not the crazy person with a knife or the crazy person who beat somebody to death or ran somebody over with their car. It must have been the gun. It must have been the government. So we need a new form of government. A government that takes away your privacy, takes away due process, takes away equal equality, uh, uh, equal protection under the, uh, under the law, judicial equality under the law. Takes away your right to speech, which is thought. Your right to own a firearm, which is an arm, which means self-defense ultimately. The arm could be anything. You have a right to bear arms. That means a right to bear whatever it is that puts you on equal ground with someone who is oppressing or someone who is aggressing upon you takes away your right to freely publish whatever you want to publish, which is an extension of free speech because the thought is written down and published. Takes all these things away. And it is an incredible danger to what people are always clamoring on about. Democracy, 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 democracy now. Got to have democracy, democracy. You understand that we don't live in a democracy and we shouldn't live in a democracy, which is raw, because a democracy is dangerous. A democracy is the violence and the threats and the intimidation and the harassment of the mob that you're seeing all over the country right now. But, you know, ultimately, how many people are actually upset? Are a lot of people really upset? I, I don't know. Are people really upset about Dobbs? I'm sure some people are. Have you read it, though? That's my first thing. I don't care what your opinion is, what my opinion is. If you haven't read it, I'm not interested in having a discussion with you. How are you going to discuss it if you've never read it? How are you going to discuss it if you don't know what the courts said? Even those judges who agree with you. How are you going to support something or not support something if you've never actually read it? I know what Hitler believed. I don't need to read Mein Kampf. Then you don't know what Hitler believed. A thousand history channel shows on Hitler's tie, Hitler's pants, Hitler's underwear, and Hitler's, you know, soldiers and Hitler's, you know, butler isn't going to tell you anything about Hitler 
when you could pick up a book and learn what Hitler actually said and believed that he actually wrote, not what the History Channel published, what the History Channel put on TV. So I'm not interested in having discussions or debates with people unless they actually do their due diligence. They, uh, they abide by the rule of law and they can have an open, honest discussion and debate on things that, yes, they might be controversial, but that's kind of the whole point in the debate. And in a civil society, we debate those things. We don't yell and scream and scratch and bite. We don't spit. We don't hiss. We don't throw ourselves on the ground. We don't break things. We don't stick our tongues out. We don't give people middle fingers. We don't yell and scream expletives at people we don't know who did things that, well, they're blamed for, but they didn't actually do them. Somebody else uh, did something that they're being blamed for. So you attack local representatives for what the federal government did. And because you don't know how the separation of powers work, you don't know how governments work, you don't know how states work, you don't know how, uh, you know, you don't know how states work together or work independently. You don't know how the, 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 the legislature works, the judicial branches work, uh, the, the executive branch work. You don't know how any of it works. You, you think that, like Cortez said, there's three chambers of government and there's three chambers of Congress. And as the IQ slips and attention spans slip, we slowly trickle and spill into a state of unfortunate, I would call it, for lack of a better word, bondage. As Alexander Teitler said, from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. We are not only moving into bondage, we are demanding it. We are requiring it. We are legislating it. We are voting for it. Our open society is being used against us by groups like the Open Society to destroy it in the name of equality. It's a very dangerous, dangerous thing. And times today are no real, you know, not much more dangerous than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. We really need to understand all the things that I've discussed on the show tonight and much, much more. And if you have anything to share with us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. The secret teachings.info. Check out our archive, all our shows, the montages, my digital books, early access to the show, and a private RSS feed when you subscribe to our archive. It's only $40 for one year. Donate $40 through the PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com, or there's a link on our website. If you have any questions, just use the email to email me. Send me ideas. If you're in a band and you want me to play your music on the show, send me permission. Uh, whatever you want to share with me, email it to me at rdgable at yahoo.com. TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters. Now is as good a time as ever to get a water filter. The Tuttle Twins. Hopefully you can use that to teach your kids uh, some of the things we talked about tonight. And Transistor FM, which is a great website that hosts our podcast radio player for the podcast radio players. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever, wherever you're listening around the world. I am Ryan Gable, your host. This is The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, five nights a week, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Remember to subscribe to Aftermath. And of course, as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
Want to hear more of the Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air.